0: Hey, you, person who's missing out on joy. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you feel like you're missing out on it, but you know what? I know you are. But no matter what you're going through, you can still find it. In fact, one little fleeting moment of joy can help you get through that marathon of an uphill climb that you're trying to complete every single day. So come, joy-in-me. I knew that would be bad, but I tried it anyway. Whatever, laugh at me, laugh with me, as long as you laugh. Her hair is curly, her teeth are pearly. She's got an edge, but she's still pretty girly. Oh, oh, nothing rhymes with Dahlia. So this week I experienced joy and the opposite of joy. For lack of a better word, we will call it oi, but I really think that could be the best word. And so I thought I needed to share this with you because this is what you're missing, not the oi, you have far too much of that, the joy, the joy, but we can't get to the joy without the oi, right? so I'm on the phone with my dad and we've been talking about 20 minutes and he's telling me about his day which could be just about every single day because this is what I always hear from him you know he woke up he went to his computer then he went to the fridge to get something to eat then he sat back down on the sofa and then he finished eating and then he took his plate back to the kitchen he put it in the dishwasher thank goodness he didn't leave that part out because whatever happened to to that dish, I would be wondering all day. But these are the things that are important to my dad because they are everything that make up his life right now the same way you'll recount the day that you had when you went to work and you did this and you did that. These are all of the things that he has now in his world of retirement and it is it's not that exciting So I could not believe that he waited until the very last moment of our conversation to tell me what I'm about to tell you. So I'm just about to let him go and he says, oh, and I'm proposing to your mom tonight. What? I even bought her an engagement ring. What? My dad finally proposed to my mom. I mean, they've been married for about half a century. So why propose now? Because my dad was missing something in life that you're probably missing too. Joy. He never experienced the joy of proposing to my mom. And My parents how they met story is kind of super cute. The crazy kids that they were they meet one night at a party and my dad was instantly interested of course anybody would be my mom looked like Audrey Hepburn and my mom not so interested in my dad or my dad to be so They're talking and he invites her on a date for Tuesday night. This is like three nights away. And this all just seemed so fast for my mom. So she says, "Mm, I'm sorry, I can't. I think I'll be washing my hair that night. And if you know my mom, you know that is a pretty accurate depiction of her voice. Because she's just sweet as can be. And so she had to let him down in the sweetest possible way. But washing her hair. But fast forward to that Tuesday night. And there's my mom in her apartment, which she shares with her roommate. And I think as the story goes, my dad somehow knew my mom's roommate. So he knew where my mom lived. So it's Tuesday night. And my mom remembers telling this guy, uh, she was going to be washing her hair Tuesday night. And just in case he shows up unexpectedly. This is where I know that my mom and I are so very alike because I will always think through every possible scenario. And just in this particular moment, I realized where I got this from. Thanks for that uh, little source of anxiety, mom. But just in case, just in case he shows up, she goes to wash her hair in the sink. And just as her hair is getting all wet, Uh huh. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. She plops her hair into a towel, goes to the door. And yep, the persistent little bugger was right there. Fast forward about six months and now their parents were meeting for the first time this is getting serious, right? So my mom and dad leave the two sets of parents in the living room as they tend to making supper. And now that I think about this right now, that's pretty progressive for my dad, because he was making supper, which also, well, one, it's progressive, because I think back then it was more like, oh, that's a woman thing. And two, it actually shows me how regressive he is, because he has not made supper in years, but Idalia dally So my mom and my dad leave the two sets of parents in the living room. They're tending to supper. And when they go back to the living room, their parents decide to make an announcement. And so I don't know which one of the four parents makes this announcement, but they say, we've been talking and we've decided it's time for you two to get married. And my mom and my dad are there. They weren't discussing this. They hadn't discussed this. Their parents are meeting for the first time and suddenly my parents are engaged. And so my dad looks at my mom and says, well, uh, what do you think? Should we get married? And they sort of just slide into that decision and they get married. And my dad explains to me in our surprise little chat the other day that he always felt like he missed out on the joy of proposing. So that's why he decided to do it. And on his birthday. So this was like a gift for both him and my mom. And I mean, it may have been a better gift had he proposed actually wearing pants instead of his boxers. But then that just wouldn't have been him. And besides... The fact that he proposed in his boxers actually gave my mom great joy as she recounted her marriage proposal from my papa, her husband of a gajillion years, because that's who my dad is. My dad isn't necessarily a pair of boxer shorts, but that is who my dad is. The guy who would wear boxer shorts when proposing to my mom but with a ring too. I mean, this was a really big deal. And the joy this brought to my parents, I wish I could encapsulate this for you, because when I was FaceTiming with them that night, and I have both of them on the screen. And usually, if I'm FaceTiming with my dad, I usually just see the hair coming out of his ear. Even the dog knows how to FaceTime better than my parents. But Nonetheless, I'm FaceTiming with my parents. They're both in the frame. This is a spectacular moment, and I want to capture the joy on their faces, but also the angle that my mother chooses is not that flattering because uh, my parents really don't know how to FaceTime properly, but they know how to have joy. And in those images that I saw of my parents' faces, that was the happiest that I've seen them in a really long time. So why, after so many years, does my dad finally ask my mum to marry him? Well, I mean, it was his birthday, right? And I think it's not hard to realize that he realizes that he's getting older. And I think as you get older, you realize what's important. And my dad is clearly of a very important age. So he knows joy. Joy is what's important. Like Look, I told you that story in the very first episode of this podcast about joy and why it's so important, one of the biggest lessons of my life. And if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and do that. I'm not going to repeat it now because joy is also about being in the moment. So let's get back there. But joy is really one of the most important things in life period. Studies show that joyful people have less chance of having a heart attack. They maintain healthier blood pressure. They have lower cholesterol levels. And research proves that joy boosts our immune system. It fights stress. It fights pain. It improves our chance of living a longer life. And I mean, every time even that I go to have a needle, I have a a, terrifying fear of needles. And it's not like I'm afraid that something's going to happen to me other than I'm going to pass out because they make me so nauseous. I've got these, I'm small, so I have small veins. And then it's always hard to find my veins. And then needles just end up hurting me more and I get mutilated. And you don't need to know about all this. But what you need to know about is automatically every time that I have to have my blood drawn or I need a vaccination or what have you, My brain just goes into this mode where I start thinking of my dog. I think of Fozzie Bear because Fozzie Bear brings me joy. So it makes sense that joy fights stress. Joy fights pain. Just looking at something so small, like a moment like that, you can see it. And joy improves your chance of living a longer life. But the opposite of joy happens a lot. That oi, right? And it happened to me this week, which against what just happened with my dad, it was a really good perspective that it gave me. And it's not like I've never experienced this in my life before, but just with this frame of mind and looking at how these two things counterbalanced each other. And, and ironically, this happened when I posted a video about joy. So the concept of this video is how we're so busy scrolling for joy on all of these apps and reels and this and that, that we're missing out on joy in real life. And by the by, if you haven't seen this video, you need to because my Fozzie Bear makes his debut and just the image, just the image that you will see of him in this video. The next time you get a needle or blood taken or a vaccination, you're going to think about it, I'm telling you. But the concept of this video, right, we're so busy scrolling for joy, we're missing out of it. And before I get to the opposite of the joy story, just to illustrate a point, when you're looking down on your phone all of the time, this is a very big part of what's not only, I guess, taking away from the joy and making you miss out on it, but it's also kind of increasing your misery a bit. There's one app in particular that really, really illustrates this point. It's called Happen. H-A-P-P-N. This is a dating app and it's kind of creepy. And this obviously isn't an ad or promotion for it because I don't think that the creators would market it as a creepy app. But the way it works is you sign up and then your location services are turned on because it needs to follow you through the day because it's also following your potential matches who pass by you throughout the day. Yes, these are people in your physical presence, and they will pop up on the app. And so you'll get this notification that you and this person crossed paths at this location at this time, do you want to match with them? And yes, while this is kind of creepy. Think about this part. You are signing up to a dating app that's telling you the people that you're passing by throughout the day. Probably because as you're passing these people by, you don't even see them. You don't even realize they are there. Why? Because you are probably looking down on your phone. If you are actually looking up, you know, experiencing life. You'd see these people without the app and Big Brother wouldn't see you. So it's a really crazy thing that the way that people look to experience joy or find joy is by looking down at their phones all the time because they're missing out on it. And then this breeds the opposite of joy, which leads us to that Oi story. So I post this joy video that I was just telling you about. And I know when you put yourself out there, you can also make yourself a target. I'm used to that. That's what's been happening throughout my life as I've been putting myself out there. So it's Sunday morning, and I wake up And the terrible habit of having my phone right next to my bed. So really the first thing that I see other than Fozzie Bear turned over on his back doing his cute little, oh, look at me, look at me thing is my phone, which I make sure to look at Fozzie Bear first. But I know that I do get to looking at that phone way too quickly and I need to stop it. But I take my phone. I unlock it and my first notification, my first notification that I see on this pleasant Sunday morning where I'm waking up in my glorious bed with my glorious doggy is this person who comments on my Facebook reel and says, it's finally time for a new hairdo. Well, first, allow me to say, it is not a hairdo. Thank you very much. My hair is more of a landmark. I am proud of my curls. I have embraced them. They are me. I especially deserve that after all of the years where I put myself through the worst for, you know, just being born this way. And there's this person who says it's finally time for a new hairdo. This gets to me, not because so much of the comments, but because it's Sunday morning. This is a video about joy. And here's this joy killer, this oy breeder, a person who with everything going on in the world right now, with everything going on everywhere. There's war in Ukraine. There are people starving. There are people who can't find a place to live. There are people who are sick. There are people who haven't seen their family in forever. There are people who are lonely, this, that. There's so many things in this world to comment on. And this person looks at this video about joy and decides to tear What down a a little, a little nugget, a little tiny 13 second video that's just trying to, I don't know, if anything, the smallest thing in the world, bring a quick little smile to your face. And yeah, I've been in this position many times where people say mean spirited things to me. And you know what? One, I will say this. If you tell me, well, you know, just ignore it. That's telling me to ignore my feelings. I feel, I feel things. It doesn't mean that I'm taking what he says to heart, but it means that I have a heart. I have empathy. I feel emotions deeply. And the very thing that could be such a, 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 a curse, sometimes, is a real gift. And I wouldn't give that up for the world. Because you can't just pick and choose the type of emotions you're going to feel when you feel deeply. And for a while, I tried to turn this off, I tried to, I'm not going to feel anything, I'm not going to feel anything ever, whether somebody says something good, or somebody says something bad. But then that's not a way to enjoy your life either. And just because he makes this comment about my hair, it's not the comment about my hair that made me feel bad. I don't feel bad about my hair. He made me feel bad because he was sucking joy out of that video from me. And I will feel that. I will feel when somebody is like an emotional vampire. And these anonymous people online, trolls, whatever you want to call them, it's it's a different thing for them. It's because they want a response, right? They want to rise. So if you respond, well, now you're playing their game. And if you don't respond, well, now they have the right to just go around without consequences and say mean things to people. Words have very significant impact. So no, why are we arming them with these weapons that they can use anywhere they want to go? And what it's just the way it is. So it's okay. This is what life is like now that we have social media. No, it's not okay. It's just the way it is is the worst response to anything. When I was a little girl, I was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. And I was in competitive sport, table tennis, the number one rated junior girl in the country and the number one rated most ridiculed girl in school it was what it was. Okay, you could use it in that context. But I was with boys. It was all boys on the team that I traveled with. And I traveled a lot. And when I say boys, they weren't just boys. I'm 10, 11, 12. These guys are 16, 17, 18 year old boys. So I'm the only girl And they just taunt me constantly. And that is actually how I learned all of the worst words in the English language from them. Because those are the things that they called me. And it wasn't just about what they called me. It was a lot bigger than that. This was a big deal. I was getting harassed. I was sexually harassed. I even got smacked in the face one day by Thomas, an 18 year old. I was 11 or 12. By definition, he was an adult. He smacked me in my face and my glasses went flying and they broke. And there were adults, chaperones on that trip with us. And they saw this, and nothing happened. So my parents were done. And I'm just like sitting here and absorbing this right now and thinking back to how that's actually a criminal offense. That's assault, but nothing happens. But my parents were done. Nothing happened to this guy. And so my parents make complaints all the way up the chain. And when I say all the way up, I mean right to the minister of sport for the province. And here's here's my parents pleading a case that we shouldn't be pleading. I should be right there witnessing somebody pleading for my forgiveness. And here we are pleading a case about boys, even an adult, taunting, harassing, and assaulting this kid to the minister of sport, who's a woman. And so she listens to all of this. They gather evidence. We give them all of our information. And in the end... What does the woman, the minister of sport, say about all of this? Hmm, it's unfortunate. But boys will be boys. What? Boys will be boys? Uh, and what about adult boys? They'll be adult boys too? And so this is their, their get-out-of-jail-free card? Things just suck, and so this is the way it is, so we leave it alone? If that were the way the world worked, there'd be no cures for anything. But okay, sure, things suck, so let's just keep them sucking because that's the way it is. And so, no, you can't give people these get-out-of-jail-free cards just because it's the way it is. That makes Zero sense at all. And it's not a valid answer. I'm sorry. So someone is mean online? It is what it is? No, not happening. And I get it. I get it. I know you're sad or hurt. And when you're sad, or you're hurt, or you're going through a tough time, you're depressed, you don't look at yourself from the best lens. So you're not going to look in other at other people with the best lens, you're gonna, you're gonna look for sadness, you're gonna look for hurt. And I can empathize with that. I've been there. I know that feeling. But take a position of strength. You have that choice. Take a position of strength, not weakness. Hurting others or trying to hurt others, that's weak. And you know what? It only weakens you more. So I write back to this anonymous jerk hole and say, I love my hair. And I hope you find something you love so you're not relegated to leaving mean-spirited comments about things you don't like on a video about joy. And if he has time to leave comments like this for me, I'm pretty sure he has time to leave it on other people's posts too. Which also means he has time to seek help, to improve himself, to be better. And he wrote back didn't apologize but he shared a picture of his dog that he loved so much it was a cute dog because all dogs are cute obviously but all of this to say look for joy instead of the things you don't like it will give you so much more that you discover you actually do like and look up look around you because you don't have to create your own joy that's the best part of it. Others can give it to you. You can be going through the worst of times and others can bring you joy. Look up. It's like I see this bulldog running through a sprinkler behind my building. It's this park. It's got this cute little sprinkler system and the kids are usually running in and out of this. But no, not today. It's this bulldog. And you know how bulldogs run. It's like, it's like that's the sound they make running in my head because they're just sort of pulling their big bodies through this. And this little guy who's also a big guy at the same time because bulldogs are little and big all at once. He's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I just stood there watching him as long as he could carry his big little body back and forth even though I had somewhere to go because it was just so joyful. The joy it gave him or her to go back and forth and that moment it just it just showed me joy isn't just for the person or dog experiencing it but dogs are my favorite people but joy isn't just for the one experiencing it their joy can become your joy too and the thing about joy is that it is just it's so pure when you experience joy you don't experience anything else simultaneously All it is in that moment is joy, like this most concentrated happiness in the world. And I used to think that I wanted to do what I do because I wanted to do all these grandiose, meaningful things in life to leave this meaningful mark to really make a difference and kindness and giving and grace and helping and all of these things, they're wonderful things. But so too is joy. Just because it's fleeting, it doesn't make it any less significant. It doesn't make it any less important. In fact, joy is probably the most important thing there is. But we just really have this need, this tendency as humans to complicate things so very much in this world. I mean, just look at trees. We we have to reshape trees. We have to redo fruit. We have to redo this vegetable. We have to remake this. We have to remake that. And we're so busy remaking things, making things better that we're never enjoying how things really are. All of these ways that we try to find joy take us on such needless and senseless detours through misery. Did you ever hear about the fisherman and why the fisherman was doing what he's doing? And even as a vegetarian who's allergic to fish, I love this story. So this fisherman is on this pier one day, and he's just, you know, doing his thing. He's fishing. And a man comes up to him and says, what's going on? What are you doing? Obviously, uh, fishing. I'm fishing, the fisherman says. And the man says, what do you do with those fish? And the fisherman says, I just uh, go back home, relax, cook up a fish, and uh, just enjoy life. And so the guy says to him, well, you know, if you would invest in some better fishing gear, you'd be able to catch more fish. And the fisherman says, what would I do then? Well, you would sell that fish to the market. And the money that you make from that, you can go out and buy a boat and even more gear and you'd catch more fish. And the fisherman says, and what would I do then? He's like, you'd be able to have enough money to open up your own fish market. And then you'd be able to sell the fish to all of these customers. And then you can create a restaurant. And then you can have this entire fish empire. And the fisherman says, well, what would I do then? And the man says, well, you would just be able to sit back, relax and enjoy your life. And the fisherman responds. Exactly what you think he'll respond because you've already figured this out, my little blueberry muffin. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Joy isn't fleeting. Joy is what you will remember most in your last moments of life. Joy is meaningful. And the meaning of life is to live a meaningful life. Joy fuels resilience, resilience leads to longevity. And if you didn't already know, longevity is from leading a happy, joyous life. Also, if you didn't know, you're actually ahead of the crowd because this podcast has not officially launched yet. You've been listening to the secret episodes, so to speak. In September, I'm going to start introducing you to some extraordinary guests. I should find that fisherman for you. But for now, you and I are just getting to know each other. That said, if you want me to know more about what you're looking for, what guests I need to invite, what topics you want to explore, just Come, say hi, say help, say whatever you need, at Dahlia Kurtz on Instagram, and I will be there. Enjoy your day. And thanks for dropping by the neighbor, Alia. The more I promised myself that I won't say that, I just say it even more. Again, you could laugh at me, or with me, whatever, I don't mind, as long as you're laughing. Now go, live, and help live. Oh, oh, nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Nibiralia.